God, that's so great. Oh my goodness. Thank you, Patrick Cannon. I owe you. I owe you one. Oh my goodness. I owe you one. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Patrick Cannon. <laughs> oh, hey, welcome to the show. Pete Callender here. News Talk 1110-993-WBT. What a day. Oh my gosh. I guess the only explanation here is that Pat Cannon became a Republican. That's the only explanation. This is now like the worst day ever for local Democrats and the state party. They've got a convicted former mayor on the ballot now running for Charlotte City Council. It's it's almost too perfect. I can't. Oh my gosh, like, I, 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 like, this is an embarrassment of riches I find myself in. Oh my gosh. Could you imagine? Could you imagine what the fallout would be if Cannon was a Republican? If a, if a former Republican convicted of taking bribes, like, okay, I was not here at the time. But I still had a residence here, so I was working back and forth I was where I was working in Asheville, and I would drive back on weekends. So I actually covered this story when it happened. I remember the details. What was this, uh, 2013 or so? He, had, he wins the mayorship and then just starts taking a bunch of money. And at one point, he takes the, the stack of the bills, and he, like, flutters them past his ear or something, you know. Oh, I love the way that sounds or what it like. Like, like cartoonishly taking bribes. He goes to prison. And remember, he also then voted. While he was waiting to go to prison, he voted, and that's not allowed. He finished his sentence. He's asked for forgiveness. And um, I don't think he's interested in our answer. Unless maybe this is the test. Right? Is this the test? Hey, look, I'm sorry that I, you know, uh, abused the public trust, and I'm sorry that uh, I, I did these things and I went to prison for it, but please forgive me. But I don't know if everybody has accepted my, my uh, apology and if they are forgiving me. So the best thing I can think of to test whether or not everyone has accepted my apology and forgives me is to run for an at-large city council seat. Are you kidding me? <laughs> what? I swear, Jeff Taylor, former blogger, in uh, he used to write Mech Deck, and uh, he used to call us Detroit on the Catawba, and that was like 20 years ago. <laughs> now here we are, prophetic. Oh my gosh! Just think though, imagine yourself. You're the comms person in the Democratic Party headquarters, either in Mecklenburg County or at the state level. What do you do? Because, like, today, I mean, and the filing period just closed at noon, uh, so uh, the candidate filing is now over, and um, I was going to do this at towards the end of the show, so I would give the Board of Elections time to update, you know, all of their, uh, for the website and all of the candidates who filed, you know, within the last hour or so, and... I just, I mean, I, I heard that this morning. I heard Brett Jensen, apparently, who was, like, at the, the Board of Elections. He got tipped off. He's hanging out at the Board of Elections, and he sees him come up. He's wearing the mask. 
He's got the shades on. And I think it was like, was the sun even up? And he was wearing sunglasses. Like, that's a giveaway. But he, he like, he like, he like sneaks in to file. That, that is not the way to launch an election campaign. I mean, who am I telling you? Like, he, he knows that. Oh, my gosh. There's so much here. There's so much here. I, I was actually at, you remember, Pat Cannon ran for mayor and they tried to get him, and he did, he announced, remember, he announced he was going to run and uh, it would have it put him up against Pat McCrory. But then Cannon bailed and that's when Craig Maddens ran. And the story that I was told behind the scenes of what happened was that that was payback against Cannon for tanking the uh, the new arena vote. Not the arena we have. There was another arena vote. It was like 2000, yeah, it was like 2000, 2001. I think it's 2001. And George Shin and Ray Wooldridge. Remember that guy? Good Lord. Those two guys, they own the Charlotte Hornets. And the original Charlotte Hornets before they went and became the the New Orleans Hornets, and then they, uh, then we got the other team with Bobcat Johnson, and then Bobcat sold it off to Michael Jordan, and then we got the Hornets name back. Okay, so 20 years ago, George Shin, after he had been charged but acquitted on charges of, uh, 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 or an accusation of uh, uh, sexual assault against a woman at, that was at a rehab clinic. Yeah, and so Shin and Wooldridge, they're the owners, and they're like, we need a new arena. Because it has to have the the suites and all the stuff, you know, like the old Coliseum on Tybola Road is no longer any good, even though the thing seats, you know, like tens of thousands of people and it was great for Final Four action. But then they, they're like, no, 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 we need the we need the business suites. So they like said, we're going to move the team if you don't give the give it to us. And so the city leaders, they were like, well, let's all get together and we'll throw a whole bunch of other things in the mix. And they like a baseball stadium for the Knights and a. Uh, museum for the Mint Museum uptown and uh, an African-American cultural center and uh, the one uh, the Beckler Museum. Like every single one of these projects have since been built. OK, but they put it up to the voters in like a June referendum. Yeah, it was June 2001 because like three months later, we got hit on 9-11 and the team ended up moving because the voters sent that thing down and Pat Cannon was seen as, I, this is what I was told, but Patrick Cannon had mobilized forces to try to get a, quote, living wage for city employees. He tried to leverage that voting block in the arena vote against the chamber and the city leaders and all these people that were pushing in this one direction. And so the, this is the story I was told, was that they enticed him, encouraged him to run at large against the mayor saying they would support him. And as soon as he announced, they pulled all their support because they couldn't get at him when he was an at-large member. Because as an at-large member, you go up with four other, there are four seats and you can't target one individual candidate from a slate. Do you think that's what he's doing right now? I have no doubt in my mind whatsoever that this is what his play is. Is that why he's not running for a district seat or a mayorship? Because he'd be standing alone, one-on-one, against a Republican candidate or in a district seat against nobody. So he can't do that. So he's got to go at large where he can get protection. Oh, my gosh. It's so great. What a day. What a day.
I don't deserve it. I, I, I feel like an imposter. I do not deserve this this bounty, which I have received. <laughs> What's that? It's Christmas in March. That's right. I. Woo, hey, News Talk 1110 and 993 WBT 704-570-1110, 1-800-WBT-1110. I'm sorry. Like, I was all over the map on the, on the, in the last segment. I was just reading through it. And I was just trying to get my bearings. And I'm just, sorry, I was just trying to, I got information overload going on in my brain right now. Because it's all coming back to me. So the arena vote, this is, so I, mean, I don't know if I explained this well. So the arena vote, here's the deal. There was always, there was always a deal. There was an arrangement, right? That Democrats would turn out black voters via the church for bond packages, referendums, stuff like that. And what Pat Cannon allegedly did was he tried to leverage the arena vote in order to get a living wage passed at the city that would help his electoral prospects when he makes his run for mayor. And he had he had voters sit home. Now, I don't know if I believe that that's actually what happened. I think it was a June referendum, and that's a very, very, very low turnout. But that's why the chamber thought they'd be able to make it happen. And the business leaders, the civic leaders, thought they'd be able to get it through was because it was in the middle of June. But what happened, all the angries came out, and all the no voters way more motivated to vote no. And if... Cannon was behind the black vote staying home. I do not know, but that was always the rumor that he had threatened them. You do the living wage or we won't turn out to vote. And when they didn't do the living wage, because it went down in a vote, he then told everybody to stay home and they did. And the arena vote failed. And so then these leaders then go back to Cannon and say, Hey, we want you to run for mayor. Cannon says, okay. Um, and as soon as he gets out alone in a one-on-one race, they withhold the support. He knows he can't win, so he bails on the race. That's the story that I remember. It was just rumor. Let's let's call it rumor because I cannot confirm any of it. But that was sort of the conventional wisdom of what it was like the worst kept secret at the time. And then he came back and went back on uh, council, I think, at large again. He came back and ran again. Um, and then, of course, he ended up becoming mayor. And when uh, he became mayor is when he got uh, c- convicted for the bribery and such. Tom, welcome to the program. Hello, Tom. Good morning. Good afternoon. How you doing? I'm all right. What's going on? Okay, here's what's going on. I'll be brief. Number one, my daddy, and I'm in your neighboring county, so I can't ha- vote for Pat Cannon, so you know I don't have a dog in this fight. All right. Um Number one, my daddy used to tell me that there are only two kinds of people in the world. He would say they're the caught and the uncaught. Mm-hmm. I always remember that. Mm-hmm. The second thing is there was a mayor in Washington, D.C., nationally known by the name of Marion Bear. I remember. I'm glad. So you know where I'm going with this. Caught, you know, doing some things that he should not have done and with some women he should not have been with. And mm-hmm. yet. The people, the people voted him back in, and he became a good mayor until he died. I don't know about a good mayor, but he did become mayor again. Yes, you are correct. All right, we'll, we'll agree on that. Last <laughs> thing is this. Uh, Louis Farrakhan, the leader of the Nation of Islam, mm-hmm. he was doing an interview, and uh, 
the the reporter was referring to Marion Barry when he asked Louis, but he didn't use Marion's name. He said, uh, "Mr. Farrakhan, what do you think about a man that gets high and drunk and run around with women and and still uh, wants to uh, be in public office?" And Farrakhan looked at him with a straight face and he said, "Are you referring to John Kennedy?" Right. All right, Tom, I appreciate it. Yeah, well, this is the thing. We have the opportunity now. That's And look, this is going to be a referendum on whether or not we prefer, as charlatans, do we prefer a corrupt Democrat or a Republican? Like, that's really, like, this is going to be the choice. This is why it's so fantastic. By the way, I'm under no illusion. I have no doubt that voters in Charlotte will prefer the convicted corrupt Democrat over any Republican. I have no doubt about that whatsoever. You know, and some days you just walk into the studio and you don't even need any show prep. It's just... It's just falls like rain so the filing period is closed for local candidates and I'm reading through the Twitter machine and uh, running at large in the Democratic primary Dimple Ejmera who's an incumbent Pat Cannon we have mentioned Larkin Eggleston, he's a district rep. He's going at large. Lawana Mayfield. (laughs) Didn't she make some really stupid comments a couple of years back? I'm going to have to go search that, too. Lawana Mayfield. Uh, Braxton Winston, he's running again. Braxton Winston, of course, being the... uh, the incumbent council member who was facing a criminal summons after his estranged uh, estranged wife accused him of assault back in January. He was uh, the allegation listed it as an assault on a female. So he's running for re-election on the Democrat ticket. Luana Mayfield's on there. Of course, Patrick Cannon, the convicted former mayor, took bribes. But wait, there's one more. There's going to be a primary. And so the top four votainers, I'm not using the term vote-getters on purpose. I hate the term. So the top four votainers, they go on to face the top four Republican votainers, although I think they don't even have, I think they've just got a slate of four. And uh, so I don't even think there's going to be a primary over on the Republican side, but I don't know that for sure yet. I'll have to confirm that, but... So you'll have four Republicans, four Democrats running for four at-large seats in this, for the Charlotte City Council. And there's going to first be a primary on the Democrat side because you got Dimple Ejmira, uh, Patrick Cannon, Larkin Eggleston, Luana Mayfield, and Braxton Winston. That's five. But wait, there's a sixth. James Smudgy Mitchell is running. It's for getting the band back together again. Not only that, but wait, there's more. Over in the Charlotte-Mecklenburg school board, the at-large, uh, the at-large candidate filings include 
Former board chairman Arthur Griffin. It's like, look, I'm not saying all of these guys are running for office simply because I came back to Charlotte, but it is kind of coincidental. Don't you think? Kind of coincidental that all of these guys that were in elective office when I was here covering the beat, I was I sat through the board meetings, I sat through the council meetings. Heck, Smudgy and Cannon, um, they used to call me Brother Calendar and Bishop Calendar. I don't know why, but they used to, yeah, like they, we got along fine. Also, by the way, Vilma Leek got herself a primary challenger in the Democratic primary uh, as well on that school board race. Uh, although tonight she's riding the cat's bus. Apparently she made some announcement that she's going to be riding around on the buses on a fact-finding mission to find out how bad the buses are or something. She was, she's been um, uh, working with and, and promoting the cause of uh, the CATS operators that showed up at the city council meeting on Monday night were screaming and yelling and all that. Um, one of them, actually, hang on a second. I think I might have, now nah, that's all right. It's a, it's a lengthy clip. I'm not going to play it. I, I do have the clip, though. But the, um, uh, the mayor, Vi Lyles, who looked completely like discombobulated, off guard, off off balance with like these people who are, are yelling at her. These are cats employees. And so like these are city workers and uh, I'm a former city worker myself and I love you and you're Democrats and I'm Democrats. Why can't we get along? And then Vilma Lake is sitting over there with her Cheshire cat grin and uh, the crowd's like, want to thank Vilma Lake for taking up our cause here. To the city of Charlotte. So you got a county commissioner going down there and whipping up the mob against the Charlotte City Council. Gee, I wonder what that's about. Maybe somebody could figure out that political dynamic. Hmm? Huh? What do you say? <laughs> this is what I mean. Like, if people in the media would just pretend that the council and the commissioners and the school board members just pretend they're Republicans, just pretend. I mean, you don't have to really believe it, but just pretend it for a little while and then think, "Ooh, I should cover this story in a certain way because they're Republican. That's it. Because once you make that decision, you're going to cover that story and cover it from, uh, I don't want to say, I don't want to say an aggressive or antagonistic sort of way, but as an adversarial, let's say adversarial sort of way. Like, you know, lawyers are adversarial in the courtroom, but. You know, when they're outside the courtroom, they're all, you know, hanging out at the same parties and funding the same judges. No, I'm kidding. No, actually, I'm not. Um, So this is look, this is a really great story. Oh, no, not for the not for the Democrats and not for voters, but for the Republicans. This is a really great story. Because Mitchell, wait a minute, where's Smudgy Mitchell? Hang on a second. I had to pull. Oh, yes. Thank you, Monica. The Lawana Mayfield. She had to apologize for sharing the 9-11 truth or conspiracy theories. That's who's also running. So look at this. So Democrats are going to have of this. So of those three candidates, let me see here. Hang on. Let me pull back this uh, this listing. Um, all right. So Dimple Ejmira, incumbent. Patrick Cannon, convict. Um Larkin Eggleston, he's running from a district. So you got Larkin uh, and you got Dimple. And, okay, so two of the six Democratic candidates for city council at large, only two of the six don't have any kind of whiff about them. You know what I mean? Four of them are like, eh. Mayfield with the 9-11 trutherism. Winston with the assault on the female thing. 
Um, Cannon, with the whole bribery conviction, prison term served. Uh, and Smudgy Mitchell, who, let me see here. Do, 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 this was back on, uh, yeah, in January 2021. The annual strategy meeting for Charlotte City leaders began with the news that Councilman James Smudgy Mitchell is resigning. Mitchell's resignation, effective 5 p.m. Monday, comes after he recently took a new job as president of R.J. Leeper Construction Firm, which raised some issues because the firm gets a lot of contracts with the city because it's a construction firm and... The city has a policy of trying to give contracts to minority-owned businesses. And Leeper, R.J. Leeper, that's Ron Leeper, who was a former city council member, started his own construction firm like Harvey Gant, was an architect. They would get a lot of contracts with the city and the county because it's a minority-owned firm. And Smudgy going to work for the company that gets the city contracts raises a little concern, especially after you just sent the last mayor up the river for the bribery. And so Smudgy announces that he's resigning off of the city council to go take the job at R.J. Leeper, which he left six months later. I have no idea what's going on, but that's the background on that. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. This I'm going to have to do like one of those uh, like one of those boards with the pictures and the threads and the lines that connect everybody, it's just getting overwhelming. News Talk 1110-993-WBT. A reminder, tickets are on sale for WBT's 100th anniversary celebration. It is on Saturday, April 9th at 7.30 p.m., at the Halton Theater at CPCC. You can join all of us at WBT and the largest group of WBT alumni ever gathered together for a single event in one place. Too many to list, but I'll give you a couple. Jim Barrel, John Hancock, me. As we honor a hundred... No, I'm just kidding. H.A. Thompson, James K. Flynn as well. As we honor a hundred years of WBT history, we're going to induct three new members into our Hall of Fame here. John Stokes, Jim Zoki, and Bob Lacey. WBT's 100th anniversary celebration is presented by the Center for TMJ and Sleep Apnea. Thank you to the sponsor. Saturday, April 9th at Halton Theater. Get your tickets and details at WBT.com. All right, so I have the statement from Patrick Cannon. This is what he sent to uh, Joe Bruno at WSOC TV. Quote, due to a mistake made by me. Oh, God. Do I need to include like a bunch of whereby's and on this day's? Because Cannon always did, he always does that when he when he would give speeches at city council, and he would throw in the whereby. Hey, look, I've got verbal crutches as well that I use. I know I say like, uh, I say uh, like I just did there. So I got them as well. His are unique. Whereby and on this day, he uses those too. So whereby due to a mistake made by me. That's a really weird way to claim responsibility for something, to take ownership of a thing, don't you think? Due to a mistake made by me. Why not just say, my mistake? I made a mistake. I made several of them, repeatedly. Uh, And then I got arrested, and I went to prison. And now I know I made a mistake. 
or the mistake that was made by me. It just seems like a way you're backing into it. Like, oh, look at this mistake made by me. Anyway, due to a mistake made by me that would cause me to voluntarily resign. Oh, my God. Are you serious? I have not read this. I'm literally reading this right now. Cold. And this does not sound like the words of a man who actually is taking ownership of what he did. Due to a mistake made by me that would cause me to voluntarily resign my mayoral post. You got charged with bribery, man. You went to federal prison. You you voluntarily resigned. Oh, did you? You want some credit for that? Is that what this is about? Go. Oh, my gosh. Dude, I love you, man. He's That's the thing. Like, in, when I covered, when uh, as a reporter, and I would cover city council, Patrick Kenny, he's a... He was a nice guy to me. Like, I, we had a good working relationship. We talked about stuff and cracked jokes about things. But, like, this is, dude. What's up, man? Why? Anyway, so he says, uh, due, to his mis- due to the mistake made by me that would cause me to voluntarily resign my mayoral post eight years ago and be sentenced for honest services wire fraud... Which is the letter of the law. Yeah, that was bribery. Bribery. See what I mean? Everything. This is like I'm reading somebody who's like who's like spiffed up their resume with real fancy words for things when you actually were just like, you know, lowest person in the organization, but you give yourself some fancy title to make it seem like you're some sort of vice president of communications or something. No, you answer the phones. Business remained unfinished for the citizens of Charlotte under my leadership. Yeah, didn't you get convicted like almost immediately? Yeah, you didn't even have time to do anything. To date, I still take responsibility for my actions then, remaining sorry for those shortcomings and continue to ask for forgiveness of you and our community in its totality. A chance for redemption is all I can ask for and pray that you might provide it in a fall that was taken with the hope of getting up and starting a new beginning with your support. Is there nothing else you can do? Patrick, is there, is there nothing else? Do, do you find that the city is in such need of your specific and particular skill set that, that we all need to make this decision? Like I said, I, and I know I don't make predictions on election outcomes, But I feel like I can call this one because this area has a reputation of voting in people who are corrupt. I'm sorry, Jim Black. You guys sent Jim Black back to be Speaker of the House as he was being investigated for bribery as well. Maybe people around these parts just don't care so much about the uh, the bribery and such. It's possible. No, no, and honestly... Uh, because when I was in Buncombe County, the same thing happened out there. They sent, yeah, yeah, they sent uh, county commissioners back into power after their county manager had embezzled hundreds of thousands of dollars along with the help of one of the county commissioners. Yeah, they put all those people back in. So, oh, yeah, they were all Democrats as well. So, like, I'm, I'm not thinking of another way that this could be a better day for Republicans. I don't think they're going to win. But just as far as announcements go, 
What a great day for Republicans and their slate of candidates for the city council. And what an awful, awful day for the Mecklenburg Democratic Party. Because I like here you go. This is what happens on uh, uh, whereby on this day you get it's close. It's the filing for candidacies closed today. And so you get this like North Carolina Democratic Party headline. North Carolina Democratic Party celebrates strong slate of legislative candidates. And they give you the list of everybody. They're like, yay, us. We got awesome candidates. Check them out. Donate money. Onward to victory. Right. I don't think the Mecklenburg County Democratic Party is going to be able to send that email. Not about the city council. Yeah, that's just not a good look. The only the only one that looked worse as far as like candidate filing announcements, Kay Hagan, the late Kay Hagan, Democrat U.S. Senator. I'll tell you that story up next.